0: I, what? I mean, I'd be f***ing ignoring C.J. Henderson, man. If he's got a bad attitude in that room, fuck you, man. fuck you. You're a first-round pick, and you, you don't take this, like, professionally. F*** you. Oh. Welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. We're back at it. That's Bentley alongside via call is Ased Asan representing the east side of Denver. said how are you doing?
1: I'm good man it's good to talk again we had a, a little short phone call a few weeks ago and now we're officially back at it it's football season
0: pretty much at least. It, it feels legit when you see a game and that hall of fame game always catches me by surprise right I'm always out for like a drink or some sh- and i look up and there's football on the tv and i'm like what why the hell are they playing oh my god it's live you're telling me you didn't know it was happening are you serious and every year catches me off guard because it's like this year what was it like a exact like over a week before the jaguars played
1: oh yeah that's true but i mean you are a cowboys fan so i wasn't that night you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah football's back man it's great it's a it's a great feeling just seeing any type of game on whether it's preseason or whatever.
0: And it's really nice when it's our team, (laughs) the Jaguars. And I was really curious for you, what was the first thing that impacted you when seeing live preseason football action?
1: I had goosebumps, man. Like when Trevor Lawrence is running on the field for the first time, I know we, uh, we deferred. So we played defense first, but when he was coming on the field, just something, my heart was racing. Like it was a real game and it just felt different. It felt so cool. Like it felt like the day was never going to come, right, where he's going to actually suit up and play. And then he got sacked on his first drop back. And reality set in, and I was like, "Oh, we're still the Jaguars." No, I'm just kidding. But anyways, it was it was great, man. It was it was a great feeling. Maybe it didn't go exactly how we wanted it to for Trevor. It wasn't like your storybook, you know, start, but we'll see what happens.
0: Did did you have nervousness did you feel like there's something at stake like um you know trevor lawrence's first jog onto the field and first snap and first drive does it does it mean something setting the tone right in the preseason does that mean something or is that completely irrelevant i think it's
1: actually completely irrelevant but as a fan i just felt it's cool seeing your your hopeful franchise quarterbacks you know get on the field for the first time for them I don't know how much it means. You know, they took he took what seven pass attempts, and you know that's not much. We'll actually know when we watch Week One. Then it'll set in. But I don't think it matters much. What do you What do you think?
0: It was weird. Trevor Lawrence like hopping onto the field and taking part in the first drive. What really wasn't that big of a deal for me. Uh, I guess it, it was bizarre. It was like this psychological shit where like. We've been expecting this moment for what is it like nine months now? Like uh <laughs> like the delivery of a child, basically, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure there's something there with like postpartum depression <laughs> where <laughs> once it's all said and done, you're like, whoa, it's over now? Like that waiting period's gone. I, I kinda I kinda not, I'm not used to life without the waiting period now. It was, that was a weird feeling, but my focus was on much less significant stuff like the jersey numbers. Oh, okay. You know, the uh, NFL voted this, the owners voted this, uh, this off season, the jersey numbers will be expanded. So running backs, tight ends, fullbacks, halfbacks, wide receivers can wear the numbers one through 49 and 80 through 89. Defensive backs can choose from 1 through 59, linebackers 1 through 59, and 90 through 99. And then offensive linemen can go 50 to 79, defensive linemen 50 to 79, and 90 through 99. And kickers, QBs, punters all staying between 1 to 19. So both in the Jaguars game and before it, I guess in that replay of the, of the Hall of Fame game I, I was watching to see someone jolt through the defensive line from the defensive backfield uh, and rush the QB with, like, number two. (laughs) I guess kind of like Rayshawn Jenkins on our team. I I didn't know what to make of it. And And I found myself, like, less focused on football and more focused on, like, oh my God, who's allowed to do that? Like, how did this happen? When did people change their numbers? Who? who oh my God, are we going to see, is it going to be harder to watch football because I, I can't look at someone's jersey and then have a better, quicker understanding of what position they play?
1: Yeah, man, I, I actually totally agree with you too. I do not like it. Like one bit. Why did they even change it? Was there any need to? I feel like it's easier to identify players from a TV screen too, when you know like this position group is... This number, you know, you're not going to see a number two, you know, pass rusher or whatever. It's, I don't like it. I don't like it. Why did they change it?
0: Do you, does it say why? We talked about the article that was published a year or so ago in which players made, when interviewed, made a point that visibly slimmer numbers made them feel faster. And that wide receivers in the post-Keishon Johnson era had been trending towards the teens. So instead of just being 87, 88, 86, whatever, in the 80s, a lot of them, in fact, is it maybe most in the NFL uh, started wearing something in the teens. And there was an argument that it made them feel faster. Like They looked faster. They, they had like a faster <laughs> reputation. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I can see receivers going down to single digits, and that would be consistent with college football. For defensive backs and even this, what is it, like linebackers can be single digit now. Yeah. That that one kind of blows my mind. And I feel like that's gonna really cloud the potential of other single-digit players, quarterbacks especially, but let's add to that uh special teams like kickers and, and punters to maybe even secure the number they want. It just it just feels really messy.
1: Yeah, it feels messy to <laughs> secure the number they want. <laughs> like, oh no, all these guys can be you know, 1 through 20 now. I'm not going to get my number. Who cares about that? I was thinking maybe it could potentially be a problem for quarterbacks. You know, they're looking, you know, scanning the defense pre-snap, and they see a blitz coming. They're like, who is this number three guy about to rush me? Like, I don't know. It could, it could make a difference
0: in coverages. Or even just the inability to know, yeah, if the person's like a uh, safety, are they a cornerback or a linebacker? Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, with matchups and stuff.
0: And I guess yeah, it's so stupid, but it's just like adding more to the quarterback's homework to memorize who on the other side of the ball or the other side of the line, who's who's going to be dropping into coverage versus more likely to, to blitz. It's It gives them more work. Uh, and, and speaking of the work to familiarize oneself with the jersey numbers, Brian Sexton, who called the preseason game, uh, so this was the... Jaguars losing to the Browns in their first uh, preseason game of the season with a score of 23 to 13. Brian Sexton annoyed the out of me because multiple times the Jaguars would have a playmaker, someone makes a play, they catch, they catch a fairly deep ball or they run a kickback or some shit, and he's calling the game and he doesn't know who that player is. If you rewatch that game or if he calls another one, which who knows if he will on TV, but he has this like 10 to 15 second period where he's saying just about the play to buy time as he scrolls through the roster and finds, oh, that was Shaquille Griffin, 26, right? So each play, if you if you listen to his call, he'll say, wow, what a catch. I mean, really got up there and, and just caught it and, and the throw, it, it, it made it to the receiver right where he could... Right where he could catch it. That 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 play mo- that moved them down the field. A great catch by uh, uh, in midair by uh, uh, Marvin Jones, number eleven. <laughs> and then one time he even blamed his inability to identify the player on the fact that that in the preseason multiple players have the same number. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah.
1: That, I find that annoying as well, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, but how many? Okay, and if your job, if you're getting money to call this game, why would you not look at the roster and see, like, oh, shit, tonight, like these four players are going to be, you know, in duos of the same number or whatever? It's fing crazy. <laughs> I'm starting
1: to think you wrote this topic down specifically so we could roast uh, Brian Sexton now.
0: Uh, most topics I write down so that we can roast Brian Sexton. <laughs> All right, so I do want to ask you a question. I said so. The numbers thing is a little annoying, but another annoying thing some people have brought up is the seventeen-game season. Uh, There's going to be no even records. There's there's no there's no uh, you either had a winning season or a losing season. Right? There's no more eight and eight. It's going to eight and nine, nine and eight, and then and so on and so forth. Some people have said that's super annoying. I'm I'm curious if you could take one thing. You're faced with the reality that we are faced with the numbers. Chaos, Jersey number chaos, and then the 17 game season. You could pick one and have the other one, thank God, disappear. Would you rather keep the 17 game season or keep the jersey number reshuffling?
1: I would honestly keep the 17 game season. I don't think there's that much to about. Like, how do you bitch about more football? Maybe for the guys that are actually playing, it's a big deal, but for us, it's an extra week of football. How can you complain about that? And the jersey numbers are just annoying and it confuses the fans and I'm sure it confuses other people, people on the field too. So I would definitely just keep the seventeen game season,
0: yeah, but seventeen games it it disrupts consistency of like what four decades of sixteen games, and even in like the football language, like saying a team went eleven and five or they went four and twelve or they went uh you know six and uh, six and ten. <laughs> so I was gonna argue that I didn't have to think about those, <laughs> but now we're gonna be rethinking <laughs> all of those records man it's kind of annoying and then for stats keepers too man come on like whether or not you're a fantasy fan or or straight up you know hardcore just like uh position group stats leaders for the season it's that extra game is a pretty big difference man that's that's you know james robinson sticking around for another game and going well above a thousand versus barely breaking a thousand for example and like comparing that season to his rookie season i don't know it's gonna be in some ways, a little unfair. And lastly, Joe, the NFL, NFL could do ten game season, and it would be more than enough physical trauma on people's bodies in, in high stakes games. To go one more, I feel like we're just asking for a little bit more wear and tear, and maybe like an extra week of mostly meaningless football.
1: Hmm, that's interesting. I I guess I didn't think of it that way, but I mean, for, for statistics, you could always you know just go to averages right and who plays a full season anyways like these skill position guys it's pretty common that they miss at least one game for whatever reason so i think that's one way to look at it but yeah it it does disrupt history a little bit but it also did have it it's happening you know they've done it in nhl nba seasons you know mlb especially with covid you know lockouts and whatnot and things just happen things change man I, I guess that's all there is to it. I don't know why they added an extra game. Probably for money, once again. But I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me that much.
0: I can tell you one thing I don't f- mind is the preseason only being three games. Totally cool by me. Yeah, that that's fantastic. It's amazing.
1: It should be less.
0: I'll settle for two. Game two with the Saints coming up this next Monday should be our dress rehearsal game, right? I mean, what uh, Trevor Lawrence whole half, maybe, or a quarter and a half. Do you really think so? Yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll get to that in a second about the the QB controversy, the QB competition. Comp. yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I think so. I think it's going to be closer to the feel of a real game.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure, but...
0: Well, you will have an extra week before the start of the regular season, following the third preseason game. So theoretically, you could have people you know like have a light ankle sprain and be back for game one even off of game three but you really wouldn't want to risk that so i think i think game twos are
1: is is there an extra week in between like the last one and week one
0: i don't know if they added an extra week but it's yeah it's about i think it's two weeks right because our first game is september 12th that's correct yeah our game against the cowboys is what august 28th or 29th so
1: okay well that that's pretty good then i kind of like you know just forget about the Last preseason game, give them an extra week to prepare. I I like that a lot better.
0: Let's cover the thing everyone's talking about. So if you follow the Jaguars preseason game this past weekend and woke up the next morning to Google Jaguars, you would likely not see an article about Trevor Lawrence's performance. Uh, What would you see?
1: I said. Tim Tebow, and this might be the last time we get to talk about this, so
0: <laughs> I'm excited. You actually texted me like a <laughs> a, a lol <laughs> midweek <laughs> about him being released. It's happened. It's already happened. Urban Myers announced the release of Tim Tebow. He's one of five players who have already been trimmed from the roster as we whittle down to the eventual regular season roster, but he did get some playing time on Saturday night what's what's going on here, man? i, I I'm kind of I'm kind of pissed off, dude. You're pissed off that he's
1: getting cut. I mean, I think they were gonna give him one go in preseason and put him out for a, a few snaps and it was whether he was gonna do something good or something bad. It was just that simple. and I even feel like if he would have caught a pass for example, or uh made that block that was circulating around social media, I think that he'd stick around for week or you know the preseason week two but there would still be a possibility he was going to get cut before the regular season. I think it was just a matter of time and the time came sooner rather than later. And why are you upset? Don't be upset. Be happy about this.
0: What about the $3,000 I put down for him to catch more than <laughs> one touchdown pass during the regular season?
1: <laughs> There's boosts and stuff on all kinds of gambling websites. Oh boy.
0: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think people I think people are protected, right? Cuz like the, he had to make the team for that bet to be qualified.
1: I'm not sure that's a great question though, but maybe my would I would have put that as you know, you gonna put your money down, then you better assume he's going to make the team.
0: Tim Tebow, here's my take. We debated earlier on whether or not this was just like a gimmick to, to really sell seats for the season. Uh, if this was a distraction tactic, it's kind of like a celebrity story on the team. With a thirty three turning thirty four year old former quarterback uh, college superstar with really one really exciting season in the NFL coming back as a trying his luck as a tight end under his former college coach in an NFL uh, franchise, it, it his his being released this early is also kind of being released late as well. And I expected if we we're at least going to see him in the preseason, that he'd get some balls thrown his way and that even just for the fans man just 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 to like even prove the case that he's not cut for it like have him run a f-ing direct snap bootleg so, something just like shake it up
1: yeah so some gadget play some gimmick play yeah of course yeah
0: so i don't know i think i think his release it like it just stymied all of our speculation no one knows no one knows what the hell happened i think we do know what happened though
1: we you know we, ha- we have tight ends on the roster urban wants to see him it's Urban Meyer's decision, I'm sure, to cut him, and obviously they have a personal relationship. So if he was cut, you know, Urban really doesn't think he's he's made for this, and you could tell in uh, when Urban gave some comments about it, which I, I actually want to know about your opinion about what he said. But he's like, you know, he's really straightforward. He was like, dude's 34 years old. He's a great guy, but it's just not for him." You know, and that's that. So I'm actually proud of urban. It gave gave me some faith in urban.
0: A positive way to look at that. I don't know, man. That's some ageist bullshit. I'm 34. I just went against the CU football team and kicked some in basketball, mind you, in basketball. But why bring him in, man? Come on. Like, you know, the national attention that's going to be on see. this thing. You want to see? Well, then fucking let us see. Let us get a pass thrown his way.
1: It's not fair that the national attention should be on him anyways. It should be on Trevor Lawrence.
0: Yeah, I know. But that it wasn't that a possible tactic that you would actually take some pressure off of Trevor Lawrence. I mean, people, pundits this whole week have been talking about Trevor Lawrence's performance, which we will get to very, very shortly. And saying like, "Wow, we're we're really an- admitting we're an- analyzing this preseason game as if it's his first NFL regular season start," but to have Tim Tebow take the show uh, by basically doing literally nothing on last Saturday night, I think it was f- amazing for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I think I think it takes pressure away. It was total distraction. But we're not even fulfilling the distraction part of it. We're not. We're not fulfilling this. The 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 real test either are we i mean if he's that bad if the whole barrel roll spin move face plant block (laughs) was emblematic of tim tebow's status he should have been cut day two of training camp what i'm
1: getting out of this is you are saying you wanted the jaguars to run a couple one or two design plays to him where he would be receiving the ball to embarrass himself and then get cut yeah yeah, I I feel like Tim Tebow wanted to play football and basically it was urban doing him a favor, uh, doing a favor for, you know, a guy he's coached back in the day and possibly a friend, you know, just doing a favor. Like, Hey, I'll give you the shot, but if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. And it wasn't, but he gave him the chance
0: at least. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, let's take a break for ads. And we'll be right back to talk about C.J. Henderson before we move on to quarterbacks. Welcome back. I said our next topic, we're going to move over to the defensive side and talk about who Amp Wig of Locked On Jags podcast calls the most talented defensive back period for the Jacksonville Jaguars, C.J. Henderson. How would you describe C.J. Henderson's last couple weeks with the team?
1: Man, what, what is going on? I really don't even know why they are trying to get rid of him. Do you? First, can, we, can you give me a, a bit of that information? Because I have no idea.
0: What do you mean getting rid of him? Uh, the narrative I got was that he, he wants out. His heart's not in the game. He wants out of football or he wants out of Jacksonville? He wants out
1: of Jacksonville. Why? I just don't understand why, though. You played how many games? You didn't even play a full season.
0: No, 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 no. It goes back to the the day he was drafted. I know I joked about how they, they cut to his family in the living room, Zoom oh. pandemic draft and all this bullshit, <laughs> and he looked fucking pissed off he was drafted by the Jack. I know it was delayed. I know it was tape delayed, so he hadn't been picked yet. <laughs> but ironically, <laughs> his... His look before he knew he was even drafted is the same emotion <laughs> I feel like he shows after he's been drafted and with a team for this last year.
1: I just want to know what his personal reasoning could have been which obviously nobody knows, you know, does he want to win? Is it something about Urban Meyer he doesn't like or heard about in Florida? I just like it kind of came out of nowhere like you are a second year player, you don't just You're not at liberty to just be like, all right, I want out. Like, I want to go win somewhere. Like, dude, it's your second year. Where do you think you're going?
0: I think Urban Meyer lands on the team and he's got an opinion on every existing Jaguars player. And in some cases, that opinion hopefully has been, you know, to encourage the player to get better. DJ Chark stands out as the first player that comes to mind. Where, you know, Chark to us, uh, before last season, before 2020 season, we had super high hopes. This guy's A lister. Yep. I was going to be in a league forever and he's going to be, you know, one of our superstars at receiver. And he has like a so so season. I don't want to say he had like keeling cold level mind games, but I definitely got the chills, right? I feel like every year we've got some receiver that we kind of hype up too much and then they they really uh, uh, have a difficult year. Urban Meyer Lands says, here's the deal. DJ Chark, I like the guy. You know, he seems talented, whatever, but I don't see him being as aggressive as he should be, right? And how did DJ Chark take that? Takes it to heart. Works out, gains 10 pounds over the offseason. Hey, I gained 10 pounds over the... Not for those reasons, though. <laughs> and, and he's he's in all the photos on Instagram with the whole receiver group. Everybody looks happy-go-lucky. It looks like a successful story. Awesome. Great. Uh, I think CJ Henderson, my bet, is that it's one of the players that Urban Meyer Land says, what the f***, we drafted this guy. Oh. Right? We all know he had an awesome opening game against the Colts last year, but everybody did. That's true. <laughs> and unfortunately... <laughs> that didn't happen again the rest of the season. He had some injuries. Some of them are kind of nagging injuries. Some of them maybe, maybe, I don't know, bordering more serious. I don't know. Injuries are a big deal. I think like it's it's definitely not fair for players to put themselves at risk, even with like minor injuries, because it could lead to bigger shit. It could cost you your whole career. Cool. Gotcha. With all respect to that, I just don't feel like his heart is in the game as much. And Urban Meyer respects these people that with a heart in the game, right? That's one of the reasons maybe Minshew's around is actually Urban Meyer actually likes him.
1: Yeah, it's a great point.
0: <laughs> like as a as a player, as a as a human, right. as a football player, it's competitive spirit. Yeah, I as agree. a competitive person, CJ Henderson doesn't have that vibe. So if you if the new coach shows up and you're not the the star, right? And we saw Jalen Ramsey. I don't know what is with corners, man, but they they largely run on ego and energy. And if, if you're used to being the 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 person people are talking about or they're afraid of or in Ramsey's case, even just the the lightning rod that attracts a lot of attention for good and bad reasons, and the coach lands and he's like, I what? I mean, I'd be f-ing ignoring CJ Henderson, man. If he's got a bad attitude in that room, fuck you, man. Fuck you. You're a first round pick. And you, you don't take this like professionally, fuck you. Yeah. So yeah, so no way, no wonder he'd go off for like a the
1: weeks. the competitive spirit thing we kind of noticed too that he's not very emotional or anything on the field, you know, he just kind of not not like Jalen Ramsey, which I love in a cornerback especially, right? You like those guys that bark bark at people. And I don't see that with him, which I loved with Ramsey. And that could be a reason Urban, you know, maybe doesn't favor him. I don't know what's going on there, but I do think he is the most talented DB on the team. Also, that's not saying that much either, Bentley. Like, who do we have? Rayshon Jenkins, J- Jared Wilson. We got Tyson Campbell, like Sidney Jones. Like, these guys aren't
0: superstars. Shaq Griffin, too. Halt at at Tyson Campbell, who was our, I would say... F- man. I don't know, there's a lot of draft surprises, I guess, right? Because ATN, yeah. ATN, we we feel like we you know, drafted too early regardless, but... Tyson Campbell, you wake up draft day two. He's our first pick out of Georgia, uh, cornerback. That one did feel like a slap in the face to C.J. Henderson. It was ironic because so many, so many cornerbacks had already gone in the draft. What was he pick thirty three? And there was already five other cornerbacks who had been drafted, including I think one of his teammates from Georgia already. Yep, insane. But that that is too early to pick if if you're really confident about C.J. Henderson, and then of course Shaq Griffin starting on whether other respective side of the field and then you know Sidney jones who had performed really well the previous year i i think tyson campbell might be part of that mix right it's part of that uh you know F- you to, to cj henderson i mean i feel like cj henderson though as a first round pick is going to have to start like until he loses the job and once he loses the job he he gets traded off like it's it's game over. so who
1: are you starting you're starting henderson and shaq griffin oh
0: hell yeah Hands down.
1: But I don't know if that's how it's going to shake out. Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying.
0: And I don't know who plays the nickel too. That's the other question. And and it's got kind of the, uh,
1: Trey Herndon. Trey well, Herndon. Trey sure.
0: Herndon would be a good nickel corner, but he's out. But the other thing is uh, debate over nickel. Some people talk about it as if it's you know super specialized. You know, you you might need to be a certain uh, smaller size, possibly match up with the you know slot receiver on the other side of the field. Or is it, like, the leftover corner? (laughs) And I kind of feel like Trey Herndon, we've we've put him there because he's our our leftover
1: (laughs) right now. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying because, I mean, Kenny Moore for the Colts, he is the best cornerback on that team, and he he will line up, uh, you know, in the slot and cover guys in the slot because he's the best slot corner in the league, in my opinion. So I I definitely understand what
0: you're saying. Talking about C.J. Henderson's future with the – team right here it leads us to another player that just uh saw their future with the team uh, evaporate into thin air this was joe Schobert, linebacker <laughs> who we had paid a pretty large sum of money ahead of last year's season it was kind of a surprising signing in my opinion because if we were tanking on all aspects of the field why pay that much to a middle linebacker to come in schobert has gone. He's been traded off to the Steelers. I think one of the biggest things is we're kind of getting rid of his salary, but it also feels like we're more confident with Damian Wilson, who we picked up from the Chiefs at middle linebacker, who I'm just guessing is at a better training camp or something. What what the hell happened with that? I'm not sure. I, mean, I was looking at the same thing
1: and wondering the same thing. I don't know if it's really about Damian Wilson or if it's about Joe Sjobert Scho- not wanting him around. But either way, uh, I was pretty surprised, to be honest with you. I was excited. I mean, he was only on the team last year, right? Just one year?
0: Yeah, and he was loaded in uh, statistical production. Tackles, yeah, right? He had a bunch of tackles. Shit, a ton of tackles. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess so. one of the stories is that he's not as good as Damian Wilson in run coverage and that he maybe prefers even to drop back into pass coverage and, and winds up with, like, you know, a couple picks every season. Yeah. Definitely, he had a pick six last year. I think that was like his only big highlight
1: of the year that I can remember.
0: Moving on to our uh, final topic today: the Jaguars' quarterback controversy, the controversy between Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Minshew having been announced as team starter in his within- rookie season to you know help replace an injured Nick Foles he sort of won the starting job later on in the season and and wound up returning in 2020 as the Jaguars starter for the uh, tank-tastic season that was 2020. Mm-hmm. He's still around. I attribute this to Urban Meyer's admiration for his competitiveness and possibly a scenario in which we want to kind of show off Minshew's value before a trade at the beginning of the season. With all this talk of Competition, though, I have to call bullshit to say that Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew are in a competition for the starting quarterback job of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It just seems like nonsense when it's clear that it's C.J. Beathard's position to lose. C.J. <laughs> Beathard had 13 of 16 passes completed for 102 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, and a beautiful passer rating of 114.1. Uh, On Saturday night, would you agree or disagree?
1: I mean, I will disagree, and I don't know if you're bullshitting me, but for the sake of argument, C.J. Beathard will not be our starter. I could see him being our second string because personally, I think he's better than Gardner Minshew. But Trevor Lawrence will be the Week One starter, man. There's no question about it. They're just saying all this competition nonsense just to say it, really, because you know you should be on your heels, like you know, like I could potentially not be the starter i could lose my job at any time i think that's good that urban puts that in the quarterback room because we haven't heard that about zach wilson you know i haven't heard anything at least he's just going to be the starter i like i like the little competition but i'm sure trevor knows it in his head urban knows it in in his head us fans know it the cons know it everybody knows Gardner mission knows it man he knows that trevor lawrence is the week one starter but Gardner ain't ain't a bitch either. He's not gonna just go and say, I'm you know I'm just here for to be a backup. He would never say that, which which was why he's around. I'm sure you're probably you're probably right about that one, but it's gonna be Trevor.
0: In an interview, Gardner Minshew said he hasn't uh, taken a shit in two months because number two is not an option at this point. Which is hilarious and obviously a lie okay i'm gonna argue a little bit against this here push push back on you as they say okay i think that Minshew is a somewhat accomplished what would you call it veteran now it's always funny people say you're a veteran like as long as you're like past your rookie season basically right i know it's weird he's had two difficult seasons in the bag with the jaguars and he's also had lots of ups and downs he's had some elite games and he's had some shitty games. Uh, but overall, he's a quarterback who's who was drafted crazy late in 2019. And has made his way consistently to the top of an NFL roster uh, two years in a row. That's impressive. He's got the story. He's got the talent. Uh, when you want to talk about his overall physical abilities and his arm and everything, I can understand Trevor Lawrence as prototypical, you know, best quarterback people have rated in the draft since Andrew Luck and John Elway or Johnny Unitas, whatever the hell they say. <laughs> but but Minshew is right now, if you had to play a game, I mean, he's got a lot more NFL experience than Trevor Lawrence does, which is basically one preseason game. So terms of raw talent obviously trevor lawrence is our pick obviously he's our number one quarterback for we hope 10 plus years but in terms of realistic actual win and shit, okay I, I can actually see a little bit of argument there
1: yeah the thing with Gardner is we knew last year when he got pulled for jake jake luton well he actually first he got pulled for mike glennon we knew it was over man like you do you truly believe Gardner Minshew got better over the offseason to where he can start? Yeah. And we won't. You you think I
0: I forgot? Did you forget
1: what was going on last year when he was playing quarterback? Oh, I,
0: I think you've already forgotten. Yeah, he was hiding a broken thumb. Oh, my
1: God. Do not make excuses for him. He's, he's not going to start. And as far as experience goes, Gardner Minshew has played in the NFL, but Trevor Lawrence has played NFL talent all in college at, when he's a freshman, sophomore and yeah he played three years right yeah and a junior right like this guy played in big games he played in a national title game so i i'd give him the nod man he's played in big games huge games in college football
0: yeah he hasn't had a collapsing pocket like he's gonna have with the jaguars this season his entire career at clemson No, my goodness yeah he'll learn as he goes (laughs) just thought crossed my mind what if Gardner Minshew's broken thumb last year was also a self afflicted hammer injury when he knew he wasn't gonna have as good a season, so he wanted an excuse to leave and took a hammer to the thumb again, man. Keep keep that in the back
1: pocket. Oh yeah, that's right. I had a broken thumb. So that's some deep theory. Yeah. Deep theory
0: right there. I guess last question then for you on this topic is uh you just said CJ Beathard might be our second string quarterback. Do you what what is your actual expectation for for game one September 12th who who will be the second string quarterback w- will one of them not be on the roster
1: I I mean I would probably think it'll be Minshew just because he's been with the team as well you know he was the starter last year he know he knows obviously everything changed like nothing's gonna be the same but he knows the guys and he knows how to play on this team the fans love him too so that you gotta take that into account I think he will be the second string, but I do think Beathard is a little more talented. And I've seen C.J. Beathard play when he was with the Niners, man. He played some really good games, but that could also be because of Kyle Shanahan in that system.
0: I think it might be. I think we have a, a, a bias towards quarterbacks on other teams, right? Where we're, we're like hypercritical of our own quarterbacks because we've seen them and they're complete ups and downs and we know their weaknesses, we're we're afraid, right? Most of the time, because you know, if you're if Trevor Lawrence, right? If the <laughs> some people didn't like the way he played, they weren't too impressed with his decision making uh, or quickness to to pass on the in the first game of the se- of the preseason. And I know we can all yeah. say, "Oh, it's the preseason," but it's also scary, right? Because you and I, neither one of us wants Trevor Lawrence to 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 be a fluke. With you know Gardner Minshew, we're hypercritical, right? Because we see the the tension of the nation is on this guy with Minshew mania. So if he, with all the Minshew mania, comes off a really nice game, but then opens the next one with you know two two uh, sack fumbles in a row, it's it's embarrassing for us and it's it's frightening. I think if you look at CJ Beathard's stats and what is it his three season career? Yep, he's 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 only completed fifty eight point six percent of his passes. 3,469 yards, uh, 18 touchdowns, 13 interceptions for an 81.1 pass rate. And that is not impressive at all. It's not. If he's a backup, it's going to be for some X-factor decision-making, game management variable. It's not going to be for his overall production. Minshew, on the other hand, in his two seasons, 62.9% of passes completed for 5,530 yards. 37 touchdowns and 11 interceptions, 93.1 rating. I mean, that's a good quarterback line right there. I mean, come at me if you disagree. Yeah, that's
1: that was from year one. Most of that's from year I one. I don't care what
0: oh. year it's from, man. It's just It's the guy's production. That's Minshew's <laughs> stats. He's getting worse. He's he's how how the hell do you? No one gets worse until later in life. I think he got worse. <laughs>
1: Oh, Look at you fighting for Gardner Minshew We thought we would never talk about Gardner Minshew again We gave him like a little send off And everything, you know, that we're moving on From him and going to Trevor And here we are, still talking about Gardner
0: Well, if, okay, Urban Meyer loves him If he's not looking to trade him, that means he's going to be the second string quarterback Most likely, CJ Beathard will be on the roster That's not a bad scenario to have Have both of them on the roster And Lawrence uh, Under our star-studded Offensive line Mm Mm-hmm uh, with Cam Robinson, who gave out f-ing eight sacks last year, Lawrence <laughs> goes down in Game Three with a torn ACL. He's out for the rest of the season. Quit it. Minshew comes in, and we have another Minshew season, dude. Like you, you know, that's that. That would be a really terrible scenario if he can make it past the Burrow, the Burrow cutoff, whatever. Right? If, can, right. if Lawrence yeah. can get us, Lawrence has it with, with a winning record in late November, and we've got five or six. I guess we have six games or something left at that point. Then Minshew comes in with some more Minshew mania, probably probably goes 500, and we make the playoffs. I mean, what a season, man. What a weird one-two punch to have with both those guys on the roster, Lawrence and Minshew.
1: Sounds like you have it all planned out in your head, man. I don't even want to tear down your dreams or anything at this point. (laughs) That's funny. So I have a few questions for you before we leave off. So question one is, the depth chart is finalized, and Gardner Minshew is officially the second string quarterback,
0: you think he asked for out saying, I want out? No, nope. it's a good question. Cause he's got a, he's got a, he has an ego, but in a weird way, right? He just values himself. Right. I think that could threaten his ability to stay as the second string quarterback, but he's already been second string with behind Nick Foles. Uh, and he also still is like a, what? Six round draft True. pick a couple years ago. I think he would recognize the potential value in the situation, like I just outlined. One of those scenarios when he he just needs to be the guy who's ready to come in at any point.
1: And he already knows, right? Like, there's something in the back of my back of his mind. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but he's like, I'm
0: probably going to be the backup. And the cup. A couple, so he's, he's a couple things prepared. come in here. I think if he might be delusional and really think that that he could win out the job from Trevor Lawrence this season. I think if Trevor Lawrence, if and when he's announced. You know the hands down starting quarterback. He's not. He's not getting benched. Ain't no Nick Foles scenario. You're gonna go out and yeah. He he will not get benched. You're gonna go out and ride with him, and he will eventually write the ship. Okay, this is not a this is not a Blaine Gabbard. Yep. He will eventually write the ship. They'll if if it's a nightmare season, they'll put together like, you know, three or four wins in the latter half of the season and kind of make it worth watching. So I think Minshew is delusional if he thinks that he's gonna like win the job out from Trevor Lawrence because that's that's not gonna happen. of course. Um, however, uh stepping in for Trevor Lawrence is very possible. And it's it's a it's a la, it's akin to uh, Chad Henney, another former Jaguars quarterback with the Chiefs yep. stepping in to win a crucial playoff game in Patrick Mahomes' absence. Am I right? Did that really happen? That that
1: happened against the That's Browns? F- right?
0: That's crazy. That's still crazy.
1: It was wow. it was
0: nuts. So uh, Minshew may very well do something like this. I mean, I know, I know I sound lofty, right? But like, very possible if the, if the Jaguars have a winning season this year, and they 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 appear to have all their all their eggs in the basket, or whatever the metaphor is, to to try to win this year, and let's say they're kind of clinging on to a nine and eight, or no sorry, a ten and ten and seven record or something to to make it into the playoffs, and Lawrence goes down two games left, or whatever. Man, I uh, Minshew comes in and wins, you know, those games in the playoffs. That is a successful season on Minshew's side, right? Train all that time, come in when your name's called and win some games to go into the playoffs. Maybe even he plays one or two of those playoff games. That's that's on the on the CV. That's up there, dude. That's like, that's as valuable in terms of future career, like being able to be traded to a place to start again. That's as valuable as having like a you know a fairly medium season as a, a mediocre season as a starter, right? Or more valuable than that. If you so you put up four thousand yards as a starter, twenty-eight touchdowns and like fifteen picks, not that amazing, but like you know you won a few games, whatever. Versus coming in as the season-saving backup, I think that actually helps him market himself and and get off to start somewhere.
1: Yeah, it could. We, we'll see what happens with the whole minshew Lawrence thing. I'm sure. It'll be a lot more simple when they, you know, have a sure starting quarterback, which they probably already do. But we'll get to that when the time comes, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. And we got to see more of Trevor Lawrence against the Saints to kind of quell those <laughs> suspicions. Shit, right?
1: Yeah, because I didn't see enough. And that, that actually kind of leads into my second question, like quickly, like in, in a sentence or so, like, like, what was your first impression? of trevor
0: uh i was i was a, a little a little scared okay starting off with the strip sack or whatever which he recovered thank god that's not that big of a deal for me everybody has their uh pre nightmares and it's kind of nice to get that out of the way right the wor- what's the worst that could happen okay have it happen oh sh- okay that was the worst okay cool Alright, we'll still have the ball. Let's let's keep yeah. moving.
1: And it, and it's preseason. It's
0: preseason. Yeah, of course. I mean Gardner Minshew got his helmet knocked off, for God's sake, in the preseason. <laughs> he he looks And that was bad. He looked completely that was bad. <laughs> out of place.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: But I what disappoints me more is Trevor Lawrence's pass to Marvin Jones, which uh every Surface level commentator on the game is saying, "Wow, what a what a immaculate throw!" And Brian Sexton, Brian Sexton, for the rest of the game. When they interviewed Shad Khan, they brought the fucking owner, the billionaire owner of the team, into the box.
1: I saw when yep.
0: when <laughs> there was a lull in activity, and he just needed to fill the air would come back and say, well, uh, if if the fans saw that Trevor Lawrence 35-yard throw to Marvin Jones, uh, we know there's something to be excited about in the building. (laughs) That was a terrible decision. He had someone wide open. It may have been O'Shaughnessy on the sideline for a guaranteed 20 yards. Wide open. Wide, wide open. And he threw in a double coverage for a play that Marvin Jones deserves credit for making happen. So That's what Marvin does. I was not impressed with trevor lawrence i love him like I, I i it was comforting to see him in a jaguars helmet don't get me wrong but no i didn't walk away from that watching that game walk away from my <laughs> recliner in my living room <laughs> 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 saying uh, wow oh wow how exciting we're gonna go to the divisional round of the playoffs this year
1: yeah i'd honestly Pretty much I pretty much agree with all of that so I I, do, I agree also that I want to see more of him against the Saints because I didn't get I I feel like I didn't get a good feel for what what it was going to be like for what's coming
0: so I definitely need to see more we're very excited to see more and thank you for joining us on this episode of the drunken Jaguar you can follow us at drunken dragguar on Twitter uh, drunken Jaguar is part of the sb nation and big cat country a collection of podcasts here make sure to uh, subscribe if you haven't already drop us a nice little review if you don't want to drop us a nice review drop a mean uh, review (laughs) (laughs) anything anything on behalf of myself and ased it's been a pleasure go jags all right go jaguars he just he just grabbed it at fingertips and then he wrapped his other hand around it and he got possession and then he and then he uh, you know two feet were down and uh, it was a really in the end nice catch by uh, Josh Hammond <laughs>